everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Sweet Release Healing Roundtable. I'm Antoinette, and I'm joined tonight by Jenny and Spencer. And tonight's topic is human-based readers. Um, so I think, first of all, let's talk about what a human-based reader is. Anyone have their take on it? When I when I first heard this, my first thought goes to human-based versus what, right? Compared to what? So we have to understand what we're comparing to. Um, and my understanding is like, we're going to compare to star seeds, right? And star seed is going to be those people who live lives on other planets first and then came here later, right? So these are going to be human people who are souls that's originated here, right? And they're pulling a lot of their knowledge from earth, right? They're pulling from Gaia. They're pulling their experiences from what they've done here. Is that what you guys understand? Like for me, when I think about human-based reader, I go off of the feel, the energy. And honestly, leading up to this podcast, I was like, I don't even know if I've ever had a reading with a, a more human-based reader because most of the people I, I that have, I practice with, very, very star seedy readers, right? What I have noticed the difference in energy is, is the, the more earth-based readers, they feel a lot more rooted and a lot more like grounded in the energy itself that they bring a certain calmness to the reading and what i've found is i tend to get more of life details in those readings as opposed to like with a more starseed reader i get these like expansive ideas in those readings i get big picture stuff um so that's one thing that i have definitely noticed in the difference That's really fascinating. As a as a earth-based reader in this lifetime, for me it feels like that um we were speaking about this before we started recording. I had um an origin reading done with Andrea. If you haven't, they're fantastic. They will blow your little brains. Um and essentially what she read through for me was um like the goddess at the beginning of the universe, like made up of the nebulas and the the birthing and the dying of stars and the dust from the 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 dust in the cosmos from the beginning of time. So I have that aspect, but right now I'm so rooted, I might as well, you know, break the earth up as I walk in this lifetime. And I feel like I might have spent more lives here on this planet than I have on others. I have memories of, of other lives in, on different planets. Um, and, but right now I feel so intertwined and interconnected with the energy of this plane. I can't imagine anything else. So maybe, maybe they're, they're, beings that were born here. Maybe they're beings that spent a lot of time here. Maybe they're beings that just are so in tune in this lifetime that they are one with the earth itself. Maybe it's a combination of all three. And I think like everybody just has such unique um, origins. Like I'm glad that you brought up that origin because I can say for me, like, yes, I tend to be very earth-based like in my approach very much 
And it's, but for me, my connection with the earth is almost duty-based to her. Like, I'm here for her specifically because I remember being out in the expansiveness and that feeling like home here is like, I need to be here. And that, I think that's why the connection that I have with her is the way that it is because it's very much like helping her resituate herself. <laughs> Keep talking. Yeah. I, I don't even know what else to say. That, that, that felt so like gut punch in both my sacral and my heart that my heart actually palpitated. That's what the was about. It's because it does a weird thing every once in a while and I don't know if I'm going to like paint, uh, faint or whatever. But like when you said that, I, I saw the cosmos holding the earth, whacking it with Dang a tuning it. fork. <laughs> yeah. You, you kind of cut out there for part of it. Jenny. Oh, it, rec it, 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 it recorded. Oh. Um, but what I was saying is that like the way it, it felt so, um huge that in my sacral and in my heart i saw the image of like the cosmos holding the earth and whacking it with a tuning fork wow that it just gave me yeah, full so kills everywhere <laughs> antoinette you are the cosmos whacking the earth with the tuning fork like come on sis wake up <laughs> how about you spencer like how do you connect with that earthiness um, so I, I've always been drawn to the earth. Um, and I, as I've gotten older, I've started feeling more and more pulled to her. Um, but I think a little bit, I'm a, a little bit different than you where yours more earth focused. I feel like I've been drawn more like humanity focused, um, and like really understanding humans, um, and what we can do and helping them recognize like, Hey, what we're doing right now is not good. Right. And it's like healing them to be able to do better for all around good. Does that make sense? And, and I think like my big part of this, when I started really thinking about this topic was it, when thinking about star seeds, like they tend to go like uh, more neuro spicy, right? Neurodivergent, that kind of stuff. And I started thinking about it and I was like, for my understanding, there are a lot of struggles with the empathy side or understanding emotions and that kind of stuff. And I'm starting to wonder, are human-based people more tied to the emotions? They understand it better. So is empathy going to be a strength for them um, where star seeds may kind of struggle with understanding the empathy, the emotional side of things. And like, I feel like that's been kind of my thing, right? Like I've always been like emotions, emotions, emotions. And then I'm like, Oh, like, I've been able to help kids understand emotions and this is the future, right? Like trying to help them understand what those emotions can do for each other, how that betters everyone. And in the end, it's going to repay back to Gaia. And like, that's like, has been my, I've been so excited for this topic because I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like this is, this is something, right? So 
a little bit different. And I, what I've loved is like being able to learn from both of you guys, because you guys do bring that earth side where I'm like, okay, now I'm understanding where my human, human based pull ties in with your guys's earth based pull and how they are important to go together. I got full chills, full chills on that. Like, I think you are absolutely on the dot. <laughs> it is huge. And so I'm curious, like wherever you guys are listening, drop in the comments. Do you feel like you're an earth-based reader or a star seed? Do you feel like you have strengths or weaknesses in empathy? I would love to see the correlation between the two. Absolutely. And I think one thing is we're trying to understand that side so much more. And like just being part of this community, I, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, I'm very empathic and that kind of stuff. Um, but then they tend to be like, oh, but I totally like mediumship more. Oh, I totally like the psychic side more. And I'm almost, I'm over here being like, I'm empathy, right? Like, I'm like, come on, you guys like it. Like lean into the empathy, lean into it. I don't know. Just kind of a different thought process. <laughs> I'm absolutely one of those people because, who is like, okay, yeah, feelings are yucky. I'd rather not. Can I, I don't really want to go into my empathy right now. <laughs> but you go put me out in nature and I'm like, yes, connect to the earth and the plants and just, oh, waft in it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I feel like just from my experiences and stuff like that, like what is one thing that when people are feeling depressed, feeling upset, what do we tell them to do to go ground? We, we say, go to nature. We say, go out, go out ground, get to the earth, that kind of stuff. So there's gotta be that, there's gotta be like a yin and yang, right? Between the two of giving and re like replenishing. Is kind of what I'm feeling sometimes when I like when I go out there myself, like into trees and the wind. Like the wind is my thing. Like oh, I love the wind, right? Did you know that forest bathing, being in nature, um, changes your chemistry? So not only does walking barefoot change the ions in your body, but breathing the spores and being the even the dead leaves and the earth and the petrichor and the decay, it, um, it, it alters our chemistry, our brain chemistry. It activates the parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and restore. Um, and so like it is biologically beneficial to spend time in nature. And um, I first heard of the concept of forest bathing in 2015 um, through my functional medicine practitioners and friends. Um, and I've been doing a little, a lot, a lot of research over the years through it. And I know that if I am just feeling 100% off kilter, that if I can at least go stand barefoot in the dirt and rub my feet back and forth or go touch a tree as just crunchy as that sounds, then I can start, yeah, literally hug the tree. I can start to feel better. And I'll try to tell that to other people. And they're just like, oh my God, I'm not going to do that. Or like for me, meditation is no problem at all. It is incredible. It's not easy to meditate because it's not supposed to be, but it is, doesn't, it's not effortful, right? I could drop into a meditation and sit there um, and work through it, but I can still do it where a lot of the star seeds are like, hell no, 
please don't make me. Are you kidding me? And I wonder if that ability to ground is an earth-based reader trait. Hmm. That ability to drop into grounding because maybe we're already grounded all the time anyway. So you I just kind of just me. saw like this. Oh, go ahead. I I kind of I saw the brain and like a neurotransmitter like that that tie is already there. We're just rebuilding it. It's still there. And like how our brain is like, if you forget to if you get in an accident and you have to relearn to walk, that's still there. That skill's still there. You just have to re tie into it, right? Right. That neural pathway is what I just saw. It was like we're just more connected to that like we we it's easier for us right yeah so okay here's an interesting thing that happens to me and this is i don't i'm I'm, you just made my mind go places so i first (laughs) realized this in new hampshire and i don't know how many people actually noticed i was doing it but my body the entire time from the time i touched down there was in constant motion. I could not control it. Could not control it. And I was surrounded by mostly star seeds. And the energy was just like, whoa. <laughs> um, and it didn't stop until I came out of the lake. After after the lake, which was a really profound experience for me. So I have noticed now when I actually go to meditation, I could be in my bedroom on my bed, or I can be in the mountains on a rock. And it's almost immediate, like as soon as I drop into meditation, I'm in that motion again. And I'm just like, what is this? Because it's definitely energies, but it's almost as if it's the like different types of energy moving through. And I'm feeling that moving through, through the earth, through, through up, like up, down, down, up. It's just constant going. Yeah. Interesting. So like a DC current where, I mean, an AC current where it's fluctuating and you're getting pulses back and forth. You're, you're drawing it up and you're pulling it down and you're recycling it and you're transmitting it and transmuting it. Yeah. And, and it feels like waves of water. Like, you know, like when you're in water and it's just lapping back and forth, that's what it feels like. That's what the energy itself feels like. And like, yeah, like energy breathing or like, it really is elemental, yes. but also fully energetic. That's incredible. So, so one of the questions which made me think was, do we consider the dust of the cosmos to be earth energy, right? Um you know, do we consider that cosmic force? Because it's interesting to be able to reach up and grab the cosmos so easy, as easy as it is to reach up and grab the roots. You know, the the earth is the coalesced dust of the universe. So are they separate? You know, and I was thinking about this too, because I was like, okay, but Everything in this universe, in this solar system especially, is all consists of the same 
building blocks, that cosmic dust, right down to everything within us. We are everything that is the Earth, that are the other planets, that are the stars, and, you know, our our main star, the sun, and, you know, we are part of all of that. So I would think that that, too, is Earth-based. Which honestly comes down to being human-based as well. Right. The iron in our blood is created by the collapsing of stars. The carbon around us, the, you know, we're in the, we're, the last I've understood is we're in the fifth generation of the universe, right? And which is interesting in and of itself, five. So we're the fifth generation of the universe um, and everything it took for us to get here. We are the end and the beginning. We, we are the cosmos in three-dimensional meat suits. I say I say that we oh, inhabit yeah. meat donuts, but you know, <laughs> meat donuts. Uh huh. I, I like it. donuts. Can we not make meat part of it? Palachis. Palachis. <laughs> <laughs> it was really transcendental, and then not transcendental, transcendent, and then we threw in meat suits. Sorry, not sorry. I do. I consider the fabric of the cosmos to be that earth energy because I, like Antoinette, I can root into the crystal of the earth with no problem at all, but I can also reach up with my hair of all things, reach up with my hair and grab onto the cosmos and pull that energy down and cycle them both through at the same time. Like that's, that's a shower while I'm in the shower in the morning. Um, And I take the ease of those things for granted, apparently. Hmm. I I keep on seeing a life cycle, right? And it's it's like, and I, I'm not sure where this is going, but um, I keep on seeing the life cycle of like all parts of it, right? Like we die, we de- decompose, we go back in, and then it like big life cycle. We're all aware of what that looks like, um, and how that legitimately is using all the elements, um, because of like decay and. Uh, earth and water and whatnot but then it's this is also including the cosmos right like if we're saying that the cosmos is part of it like that is just as much a part of the life cycle as the rest of the elements right and i mean i guess fire doesn't always have to be a part of the element but you get what i'm saying i like i keep on seeing that it and it's probably what you guys are saying about like the the energy flowing around like breathing and that kind of stuff i don't know i keep on seeing it though yeah Absolutely. Yeah. That's um, fascinating. So I don't know how why... does that, how does, how does, oops, sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to ask, how does that affect the way that you read? Um, what do you feel in, in, when you see, Antoinette, you spoke a little bit about the difference of what you see when you deal with reader, but like when you read, or when you connect with spirit, how does that look for you that maybe over the course of the podcasts or the courses, workshops, and things like that differs from your experience with Starseeds? Uh, 
that is a like, big is it a question. lot of um <laughs> it is so like for me um i mine's a lot of of feels mine's a lot of of tangible structural um this kind of stuff right it's and then and then sometimes it's um I'm I'm the I'm the postman and I just throw a certified letter at you and I run away and I have no idea what it was. So what happens 98% of the time, but when there's some sort of like intentional, you know, sit down and read, I can't get past air quotes. I can't get past that sort of like tangible structure of of a read. I don't know if this is my reading style or if this is simply my team and the their communication style, but when I read, it's very wordy. I get a lot of words, and it's a lot of conceptual stuff. Um, I have a really hard time with like fine details. I have a hard time tapping into like the feeling of something sometimes. Which is what, probably why I'm better with things like mentality and physicality because the emotionality, it doesn't really translate for me a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, I get these like big conceptual, big picture things. And I, that, and I think this is a big part of why for the longest time I'm like, I don't know what I am because I don't really fall into either category in the way that I read. Yeah. I think a lot of I read and not surprised to anyone is just the emotions and I can tap into the emotions super quick and it's almost overbearing sometimes that I'm like, oh, you feel this, this, and this. Oh, I'm, I'm feeling this pain, right? Like, that kind of stuff. I cannot tell you guys how how many times Spencer has, like, brought me back from the brink of a breakdown because, like, I was just going through it. But he has this ability to tap in in a way that helps you unpack your own feelings. And I'm like, whoa, whoa <laughs> Spencer is so fantastic at holding that space uh to give you enough room to do whatever machinations you need to do in the middle but feel like you're bubbled and so totally safe it's kind of like you know the balls that you get in and like he punts you down the hill and you're bouncing around inside like mad and then when you get to the bottom you're like that was the most fun ever and he's at the top going you're welcome <laughs> 100%. <laughs> it's brilliant. I don't want to get in there. And he's like, yes, you do. Punk. Poof. <laughs> it's awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> That's how I read. I read in visuals, analogies, allegories, and then um, something takes over and I talk for a little while and I have no idea what I say. And then when I come back to it, everybody's staring at me like I have three heads. And I don't know what I said. And I, then I get really self-conscious and really embarrassed. At like, I'm sorry that I talked too long because everybody's staring at me like. And that's because and a lot of the time when you say too. something, it's so profound and mind-blowing that we're just sitting here like, 
Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, Jenny, do you find that that's how you learn best too? Like if I have to be like, explain it in a different way, like show me an image of something, like give me an animal, like compare it to something different because like that is, I need something different to like for it to work in my brain. Yes, I'll take what you said, convert it to something weird, send it back to you. And uh, normally it's like, yes, yeah, that's what I meant. Okay, great. And off I pop and the other person's like, what? Yeah. Great. I feel like my guides have just gotten to the point of they're like, here's a bird that will help you remember this. And I'm like, yes, a bird reference. Like that's, I got that. <laughs> what about like talking to the animals, talking to the earth, talking to the, like, do you guys go out and have conversations with nature like they can and understand you and talk back to you. 100%. 100%. Um, and I didn't yeah. even realize how much I could do it until not too long before the New Hampshire retreat. So I'm going to say like maybe early October. Um, I, my team prompted me to speak with the earth. And so I started talking to the land here and she started answering and I was like, okay then. And then what really solidified it for me was the New Hampshire retreat because everything there talked, everything had something to say from just going into the little wooded area and asking for permission. Like they had something to say and I do that here too. Like I talk to my tree line right back behind me, like all the time and the birds that hang out over here. And <laughs> That's awesome. That's so cool. It's like, once you start that conversation, then they're so excited to talk to you that they don't shut up. I think for me, it's, going through my daily life and like walking out and instantly looking at the mountains, right? Or going through my life, walking out and instantly like looking to the trees or listening for the breeze or for the, the caw of a crow, right? Like, I don't know how many times my life or like my day has been fixed just by hearing a crow, right? Like any stress level that I've had, just a caw and I'm like, whoa, okay. Like I'm good to go now, right? Like it's a, it's a reset and it's, maybe it is that quick tie, that quick ground that we're used to. Um, and like, I'm finding myself every single time, like I'm driving and right now with the snow and the mountains in Utah, they're just beautiful. Right. And it, it, every day I'm like taking pictures and I'm sending it to people and I'm, I'm like, I'm sorry, this is getting annoying, but like, look how beautiful these are right now. Right. <laughs> and so, um, I, I think that's a big part of mine. I, I haven't recently gone out. I think the last time I really was in nature was New Hampshire as well. And like, that was a total changing experience for me. Like if New Hampshire, like I know that that retreat is coming up again, like next year, like if, if people are able to find the funds and the time to go to that, like I highly suggest it because there is something, something about the nature in New Hampshire that I, like, I can't explain. And it's, Absolutely. And, it, and maybe it is we're just so tied to it, but Oh, it was amazing. It was magic. Like, the, like I've never really felt magic more powerful than being there or in nature, really. 
I'm really excited to see how the April New Orleans beach compares to the energy. It's going to be completely different because it's different, but how it compares. Um, and I know we're not supposed to do that anyway, to the energy, um, and the, the magic of New Hampshire, which I will finally get to go to. Um, it's in August this year because we're in 2024 already. Um, to be able to see and, and the difference between the two. Yeah. I'm excited for you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I did, That'll you know, someone, I don't remember who had asked me before, but um, in fact, I think it was you, Jenny, had asked me um, the the guardian of the forest and stuff or yeah. of, the, of the mountain and how, because there's one here, but it's a different it feels younger and wilder and more viral here. And then, or is it virile? I don't know that word, <laughs> but there that it was so settled and ancient and rooted and like, like calmer. It was really interesting. Well, And the mountains are older. Yeah. yeah. The, the mountains are older. What's so fascinating is that, and I learned this recently, I know that we're running up on time, so I'll be really brief. But what I learned recently is that the, um, the Appalachian range is so old that the trees growing on it were there before the bacteria to decompose the trees existed. Wow. Uh-huh. That's where we get petrified wood. Petrified wood is wood that is so old that it is older than the bacteria required to decompose the wood. My little human brain in this little kolache can't process that. Oh, gosh. And yeah. And so the Rocky Mountains with their jagged peaks and their chiseled jaws and their, you know, tons of energy are just little 20 something year olds compared to to the majesty and the ancientness of that forest range, which is the same mountain range that runs through Scotland, which is why the Scottish Highlands are so transcendent and so home to me. And Charity mm-hmm. and I were talking, we've had several lives together. And one of them were, we were giant trees on the peaks of the mountains uh, and I'm not sure if it was, it was that range. So maybe we were in Scotland, maybe we were in what is now, you know, the U S whatever, but we were the trees on the peaks of these mountains on as, and side by side. And I can, I can see it in my brain and it's the coolest thing. And, um, you know, to be that old and to, to, to experience that much. So it would make sense that the, the God of the wood, the protector of uh, Antoine would be younger because he is, because the area is younger. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So with that, this is a great place to stop. We're going to pick up this amazing conversation even more in depth after dark. Thank you so much, Antoinette. Thank you so much, Spencer, for sharing this conversation. Thank you to our beautiful producers, Sharon and Morgan. We love you. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. Thank everyone for joining us for another episode of the Sweet Release Healing Roundtable. See you in after dark.